Come and grab your seats for a minute. Um, we just uh, ar arrange things a little bit differently this morning, um, the order of things, really so that we can come back and spend, I want to spend plenty of time just responding, worshipping, hearing what God's saying to us. There's already one or two things that I know people are feeling that uh, we want to share and invite people to respond into. Um, just with that sense of expectancy um, in terms of what, what Motti was bringing at the beginning, I think that's so important for us now that we should be expectant as we start, as we go into this new year, that we're expectant about what God wants to do in us and amongst us and through us. Amen. Um, so while I just gather myself, we'll pass the offering baskets round. Um, this is all part of our worship. If you're visiting us, please feel free to let the baskets go by. That is not a problem at all. Um, just to say, also, if you're new to us or visiting, it's great to have you with us. We have a connect point at the back wall there. You'll see the signs. If you're new and you'd like to find out a bit more about Gateway, then do come there at the end. Um, and there'll be people there who would love to tell you a bit more about what's going on here. Okay, so if you've been around, you will know that we're in the middle of a series on the Holy Spirit, and we're going through 1 Corinthians uh, chapters 12 to 14, uh, bit by bit really, and just asking that key question, what happens when God invades his people? And constantly at the moment, what we want to be saying is, God, come and invade us by your Spirit. Actually, we're not satisfied as we are. We know that we need to be filled with the Spirit um, and we want you to break in amongst us and do what you want to do with us, really. And so we want to keep inviting God and we want to keep uh, making space as his people for him to invade us by his spirit. Amen. And the place that we've got to in 1 Corinthians 12 just now is that we've come to the bit uh, where Paul talks about the body and what it means to be part of the body of Christ, that each one of us um, is joined into Jesus's body and he's the head of the body but each one of us is a part of that body and we're joined inextricably together and so if you've been around over the last few weeks and the last couple of months you'll know that these two themes have kind of been coming together uh, so wanting to be a people of the spirit and being invaded by the spirit but also this sense of that God wants to remind us and us to own the fact that we are a body together, that we're family, that we belong. And those two themes keep coming along, which I think is not actually a surprise, uh, that they are inextricably linked to one another, that we're a people of the Spirit and that we're filled with the Spirit, but also that we belong to one another and we're part of the body of Christ together. Amen? And so at first sight, you might think, as you read 1 Corinthians 12, well, this is a bit odd. Uh, Paul is talking about the spirit and the gifts of the spirit and now he's going on about the body and what it means to be part of the body and how you're uh, linked in with everybody else but actually I think that that is really key and I don't think it is a surprise because actually the spirit the Bible tells us is one spirit he's a spirit of unity amen that actually God himself is family he's father he's son he's spirit actually he He's a family, he's in relationship, was before we were ever created. And actually, what God does when he redeems us, as we've just heard, is that he brings us into family. And so that's what the, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what he loves to do. He loves to draw us into family. And actually, he's a spirit of unity. And if we're filled with the Spirit of God, then we're united with one another. And we can't help but be united. Amen? 
And the problem that we have is that we live in a culture and a society that is going in the opposite direction. That says, actually, it's about you as an individual. It's about you realizing yourself. It's about independence. That's what our culture tells us. You've got to make it. It's about who you are. You be whoever you are. You're independent. You're an individual. But actually, the Bible goes in completely the other direction. The Spirit goes in the other direction and says, actually, no, you've been, if you're a, a follower of Jesus, you've been redeemed into a family. And actually, what the Spirit does is he draws you into family. And though we're completely different from one another, and you only have to look around the room to know that our backgrounds are not the same, our experiences are not the same, our personalities are not the same, our gifts are not the same, but actually the, what the Spirit does is he brings us into unity. And that is a work of the Spirit because there ain't, sorry, I've said that again. Why do I always say that? My son said to me last week, he says, when you start preaching, why do you say things like ain't? You don't normally say that in normal life. And he's absolutely right. So I'm correcting myself now. It's good feedback. You're, you see, that's what happens in family is that people say to you things that other people are thinking, but they wouldn't say. So that's the kind of culture that we want to have amongst us as family, okay? So... Um, yeah, that's by the way. But this, what the Spirit does is that no matter how different we are, He brings us into family and enables us to live together in family in spite of how different we are. Amen? And that is a work of the Spirit because there's no way that we can do that unless we're filled with the Spirit. Humanly speaking, we are never going to relate and belong to one another. It just won't work. But by the Spirit of God, it can work. And I believe that what is what God is calling us to in these days, to be a people who are invaded with his spirit. But that will look like us owning what it is to be part of the family of God in a new way. Amen. That we're no longer our individual disparate people who do our lives, come in, sit here on a Sunday and go back and get on with life again. No, we're a family. And increasingly, if we're filled with the spirit, we're going to feel that and we're going to feel that draw to one another. And to, and to realize what it means to be far, part of God's family. Amen? And I believe that's what God, I believe that's why the, the talk about the, the body is in 1 Corinthians 12 when Paul is talking about the spirit. I believe it's why when the spirit came at Pentecost, what happened to the people of God? Well, they started gathering together, didn't they? And being together and sharing what they had and eating together and fellowshipping together. That's what happens when the spirit invades God's people. They find one another. In all, in spite of their differences, they find one another. Amen? It's a work of the Spirit. And so we shouldn't be surprised that God is doing those two things with us. And I believe that he is. And I believe we're in exciting days. If you, I don't know, some of you were here on Tuesday evening. And uh, just as Motti brought at the beginning this, this morning, there, there was a, there's a sense of expectancy of what God is doing. He wants to pour out his Spirit. There was lots of prophetic stuff about the rain coming and the water level rising. And I believe that's what God wants to do. But that is not for us to be an individualistic about it and just say, oh, God, bless me, fill me, use my gifts, do what you want to do in my life. No, 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 no. This is us being drawn together as God's people. And what does the Bible say? That is as, we've, as we love one another, as we work out what it is to be family, then the world will see what God is like. Then the world will see who God is. Amen? So I believe that we're to pursue this. We're to go after it. It goes absolutely against 
I believe, the culture around us. The culture says, in fact, if you only look at the news this week, this week is a big week in the UK, isn't it? There's a big vote. I don't know if you know what it's about on Tuesday. But do you know what is happening in our nation, I believe, and in the culture around is, is, is division. There's division like never before. Like the whole thing about Brexit and all of that, it's just one illustration. But actually what it illustrates is, is chasms of division between us as, as, as different types of people. And that's what happens in society. But I believe that what the Spirit is doing and what should be happening amongst God's people is the very reverse of that. Is actually coming together in spite of difference because that's what the Spirit does. And only when that happens will people see who God is. Will people see what his love is like. Amen? So it's absolutely countercultural. So I don't want you to think that as we're talking in these, uh, in these weeks and what, what we've said is that uh, we want to spend the month of January really just celebrating this and exploring what it means to, be, to belong and to be family together. And I know that there's all, we have all sorts of weaknesses in this right now, and we probably haven't done it that well before, but I believe it's a call on us. It's in the Word of God, and so we need to respond to it. No matter what we've been like before, we need to say, God, I believe this is you, and we're going to go after this again. What was I just going to say before that? Oh, yes, countercultural. You see, I think it's easy when we start to talk about belonging and being part of a family of God's people. It's easiest for us to think, oh, that's a very nice thing. We're going to be nice to one another. We're going to be a bit more friendly. We're going to go out of our way. It's not a nice thing. It's spiritual warfare. Amen. It's hard because it's a battle, because it's going against the spirit of this age that says, fight for yourself. It's utterly, it's utterly not that. And that's why it's countercultural. That's why it's a battleground. Because we're going against that and we're saying, no, by the Spirit of God, we're going to love one another. And we're going to learn to do that. And we're going to practice. And where we're different and we find that difficult, we're going to be filled with the Spirit and we're going to go towards one another. Because that's what the Bible calls us to do. Because that's Jesus' model. He's called us into family. We're brothers and sisters together. The aim, the Bible says, of being saved and redeemed is ultimately to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. That he might have many brothers and sisters. Amen? How do we get conformed to the likeness of Christ? Not by being in a holy huddle on our own, just worshipping God and having a lovely... We never be conformed to Christ like that. We get conformed to Christ as we rub up against people who are different from ourselves and frustrate us. And we, and we don't always get along. We don't always understand. And our communication doesn't always work. But actually in that process, as we let the Spirit work, we, God begins to conform us to the likeness of Christ. And that's why he's put us in a body and he's put us in a family. And he's gathered us together and that is his plan A and there's no plan B. And so I believe the call on us in these days is to begin to surrender to that and to say, Lord, I'm going to learn. I'm up for this and I'm going to learn what it is to belong to God's people with all of our differences. And, and we're going to go after this together. Amen. And so... We want to give as many opportunities for us to practice this and for us to pursue God in this um, over the uh, over the coming weeks. So, so next week, you, many will, many of you will have seen that uh, um, an email come out 
Um, they said we're going to have a, a shared meal together after the meeting next week. It's only one tiny little example, but it's a great way just to eat together and to chat together and to maybe meet some people you haven't met before. Um, so if you haven't responded to that email, which takes you to a website and allows you to sign up for uh, things to bring and share by way of food, then please do g click on that link. Um, please do come next week, even if you wouldn't normally do this. And I know some of us it would rather probably rather just go home at the end. But uh, what I'm saying is, fueled by the Spirit of God, come. Come and build family. Come and build community. So click on that link. Find something, some food to bring and come along next week. And let's expect God to be amongst us by his Spirit. You see, we, we often we regard the being filled with the Spirit and being invaded by God. That's the spiritual bit. And then the building relationships and eating together. And that, that's the non-spiritual bit. Rubbish. There is no such divide. This is all what it is to be the people of God. And so we're filled with the Spirit and we eat together. We share our lives together and we pursue God. And it all goes together and it's all mixed up. And in the process, we get conformed to the likeness of Christ. And in the process, God is amongst us. He demonstrates what his love looks like. And the people around us begin to see, oh, that's who God is. Oh, look at those people over there. That, that's what love is like. Our, our society is full of spiritual orphans because we haven't got this bit of belonging. We haven't got the bit of family. People trying to do God. It was never planned that we would do us and God on our own. It wasn't meant to work like that. We're part of a family. Right, can we read? Let's just read um, 1 Corinthians 12. I'm, it, this is what I read last week, but I'm going to read it this week in the message. I think it comes across so well in, um, in the message version of the Bible. Um, and let this, let this just speak to us. So this is 1 Corinthians 12, starting at um, verse 12. You can easily you can see you can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no for, further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to live we each used to independently call our own shots. But then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaim in word and action when we're baptized. By the way, baptism service. That was the other thing I was going to say. 27th of January. Because this is all relevant to this. Because at, when we get baptized, actually we're saying it. Yep, yeah, we're saying a number of things that we died with Christ and we're raised again and we're now in him. But one important thing that we're saying is that now actually he's joined us into a family. And that's why we do it publicly with our family. We say, Jesus, you've done this. You've joined me in now. So if you've never been baptized and you're a Christian, a follower of Jesus, then you need to get baptized. So come and talk to us because there's an opportunity on the 27th of January to do just that. Okay. Back to 1 Corinthians 12. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. Amen. You see, we're all coming to one fountain where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves. This is what Helen was saying, talking about being redeemed a minute ago, wasn't she? The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, We'll have lots of other ones here. They're no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. 
A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body, would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If, all the body was, if the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. You need to hear that this morning, that God has carefully placed each part of his body, that's us together, exactly where he wanted it. But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it's only because of what you're part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, it would be a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you. Or head telling foot, you're fired, your job has been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice it works the other way. The lower part, the part, the more basic than therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your, your own body you're concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? Amen. The way, no, don't laugh too loud, please, for that. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part, part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget it. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. Amen. It's good, the Bible, isn't it? And just while we're there, just on this one bit, um, just want to go back to verse 14. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up to something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. Arranged and functioning together. And one of the important things about, about being a family together is that everybody has a part to play. That If we believe that God has put us all here for purpose and on purpose, then... It means that each of us is significant, that the rest of the body can't do without us. Amen? And so we need to understand what our part is. We can't just come in the door and go out again without being part of the family because that's not how God designed it. The whole thing won't work properly. And so actually we each need to bring our gifts and our personalities and our experience and who we are and use it to serve one another. And so another thing just practically that we want to do at this point as we start the year is to just stir us again about serving one another because actually to make a body function to make a family function we all need to play our part amen 
We all know that, don't we, in families. So every family has their own way of doing this, no doubt. We, we have our system for making sure that every, every person in the family um, does the jobs they're supposed to do. We actually have a chart up on the wall because there's some members of our family, I don't think they're in the room right now, who aren't so keen to do the jobs as other people. It, it's just family life. It's not always straightforward, is it? So we have a chart to encourage some people to tick off when they do jobs and make sure that, um, that everything is in order and all the things get done. Yeah, and we all need we need systems like that to make sure that things work. And so, uh, this morning, I'd love us uh, to challenge ourselves again on what can we do to make this family function. Okay, so actually, we have done a whole new load of serving forms, which have all the different options of things that need doing around the family of Gateway. And um, uh, what I'm going to ask the stewards if they just pass them all around so that everybody has one of these. Uh, I don't want this to be a heavy moment, but actually there's just stuff that needs doing. And actually for the body to work properly and the family to function properly, everybody needs to play their part. And there are so many different things that need doing. It's not all about Sundays, by the way. I don't want you to think that. But there is something about when we gather on a Sunday. It's kind of, I suppose it's a bit like in in the family context, it's a bit like uh, the Christmas dinner, isn't it? When everybody gets together. Well, maybe not the Christmas dinner, but a meal time or something. When everybody gets together and there's just lots of jobs to do. And on a Sunday in particular, but other times as well, there's just a lot of different jobs that need doing. And actually we need everybody to play their part if they're part of the family in doing those jobs. Um, So I'd love to invite you. There's lots of teams around Gateway. Most of them have got gaps on them right now, some particular gaps where we just need people to step up and serve and enjoy being part of the family together. Because you see, one of the things that happens when you serve alongside people is that you get to know them. Actually, that you find that they're not the person they thought they were. And actually, it's a great way to build belonging and to build family and to build relationship is to serve alongside someone. It's, things happen when you serve together that, that would never happen in a year of Sundays. You see, Deb Bristow is a great example. Deb, you're walking towards me, and so I'm going to use you as an illustration. Because many, year, many years ago, in the early days of Gateway, me and Deb, we used to serve week in, week out we'd, uh, on kids' work, didn't we, Deb? Do you remember those days in your, room, in your house, pre- preparing what we were going to do and thrashing out? And we used to laugh a lot, and we did kids together for years and years and years. And and something happens in relationship when you do that kind of stuff. That's what it means to be part of a family.